good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Of the Dave's I Know podcast, um, we have the regular crew here again as well. Um, Jess, how you doing? I'm well. I love it when the sun comes out, and then all of a sudden it got super exciting and windy, and there was like a tornado warning, and that was really cool. I took some videos of my dog um, standing with her face in the wind. Uh, <laughs> to amuse myself and uh then it got nice again and and i'm that's for me today <laughs> yeah we're we are recording this again uh via zoom very look, I'm excited to look looking forward to <clears throat> recording like outside like at my house um you know in like 85 degree weather when it's like sun's going down some adult beverages seems perfect so MJ, how how have you been? How was your weekend? How was your first uh, week reco- of uh, reporting on Minneapolis City for Soda Soccer? You didn't tell me you that, know, man. It, it's, it's busy, and uh, thankfully, uh, Kyle helped, uh, who writes for Minneapolis City, he helped help me out, showed me the ropes. So Cool. Um, well, con- but congr- congrats the, the, on the, the game, man. thing, I mean, b- besides that, that Minneapolis City did not sweep every game that they played this week and they played three was that I could not find my Gojujang today and and that was really really disappointing oh that's frustrating I love cooking with that shit yeah um well congrats on the gig man that's awesome so if you're if you are not familiar with uh soda soccer it is the former uh 10,000 pitches right I think that's still the name of their pod but yes it's the yeah so that started the 10,000 pitches uh, podcast. Podcasts. They started a uh, similar to what Equal Time Soccer does for women's soccer in Minnesota. They're doing for uh, lower like Minnesota soccer, but also in lower league soccer. So I don't think they have. I don't think they have anything focused on women. The women's game right now. It would not surprise me if they have something for Aurora. But I like Equal Time Soccer is really focused on uh, the college uh, women's game, whereas Soda Soccer is covering kind of all of uh, Minnesota in terms of lower league soccer, as well as John Marthaler um, covering the loons for, for them, who's a really great writer and, and a good dude. Uh, so it's a, just an all encompassing um, so it's SOTA, like Minnesota soccer.com. And we'll be seeing MJ's byline there very soon. So very excited, man. Congratulations. Thanks. Our very uh, own. Everyone's been very friendly. Um, except that John Marthaler motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, there's what some a, good dudes a, over there. I, what a mean, mostly, yeah, what, what most, a mean prick he is, John. I'm joking. I know you don't listen to this pod, but what what, what a big giant, beautiful yeah. teddy bear he is. Most of the guys I, I've I've interacted with online and via Twitter and stuff. I've I, um I don't think I've met many of them in person, but they all seem like super 
super nice dude. So um, congratulations, man. That's awesome. So, all right, well, let's jump into the fuckery that was uh, Minnesota United zero, FC Cincinnati one. Um, I, I I don't have a ton to talk about in this game other than uh, in the 80, was it the 89th minute? I think after FC Cincinnati had like their fourth shot in the last five minutes, I told Anna, I turned to Anna, we were standing in our normal section, right? You know, um, I believe it's section 23, right by the goal, a few rows up. It's like, we're either going to draw this game zero, zero, or they're going to win one, nothing. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Like there was like, there's no way we're scoring a goal to win this game. So, um, and of course that's what happened. So a couple of uh, notes. The only thing we... we could have done to make it worse was go down a man. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, luckily we'll, we'll trap uh, decided not to, uh, not to fuck around this game. So good for him. Uh, so a couple of notes here. Uh, we had no lewd from uh, illness in Amaria for personal reasons. Um, those were noted, I believe on f- Thursday or Friday at practice uh, that lewd uh, wasn't practicing. So, um, but Adrian, he said he expected them in the lineup and then of course they weren't. So, um, that guy tells the truth all the time. So that means Adrian Unu starts up top with, uh, Bongi and Dunladi back out on the wings with Reynoso in the middle, uh, which again, you know, I argued that that was, we actually were the most effective against LAFC when those, when those dudes were all playing together. Um, obviously we had, uh, oh my God, wasn't that what you wanted? You wanted them to start? I did. I did. I wanted loot up top though. Not Unu, but you know, you got to take what you can get. Bongi, right. um, Reynoso all had great games. I think, uh, or great as being relative there. They played really well. Um, obviously the finishing wasn't there. Uh, and then Reynoso, I think had a, had a fantastic game. Then uh, I don't understand what kind yeah. of leverage he has on Adrian Heath to keep, keep getting starts. Um, we'll the talk about he is screwing his way we'll talk about um yeah we'll talk about what we might be want to see for colorado (laughs) uh colorado and seattle when we get to that part of the program but um anyways uh and then trap who came back in for will uh for uh, joseph rosales yeah after after serving his one game yellow card suspension so and then so i don't know if there's there's anything talking points from the first half there minnesota played they doing that press they, they looked really good for about the first 25 minutes Although mm-hmm. Cincinnati had the better opportunities during that time. And then, then they fell off and then it was pretty much Cincinnati for the entire rest of the game with a couple of, you know, half decent chances for Minnesota. And of course they don't have anybody who can finish, um, which maybe that's the reason why Dunlady keeps getting his stars. Cause he doesn't finish. Um, you know, I don't get it with Mrs. Heath. Oh, oh edging. Yeah. <laughs> Edging uh, on something. So, yeah, that was that was a callback joke, guys. Come on, stay with me. Fucking All come right, on, I, gotta, get, gotta keep going. All right, and then again, then basically the only thing, um, and D- I say Dane St. Clair stood on his head again for this. Oh game. my fucking god, that, that five or six great saves. Uh, he was helped up by the post a couple times. Not gonna lie, um, especially early on in the game. Uh, uh, was it Brendan Vasquez had a really great uh, sort of, um ball that went off the the uh, post um it bounced right back to a cincinnati player and then game was in the deluden's defense was able to recover but we keep getting really great opportunities and really great appearances from dane st Clair, and then we just can't score so it's it's a it's a Poor super guy. frustrating thing it, it must be agonizing yeah 
And then Vasquez uh, scores in stoppage time with an just an entirely garbage uh, sequence of events. The Loons defense just basically completely shut down. Uh, and three guys were ball watching as uh, Vasquez gets a, um, a a tap in from three yards out. So the ball was played in and to the to the right winger. And not only is that right wing there, but there's someone on the left. And then Vasquez is up top. And the only person that has dropping back to do anything about this is Michael Boxall. There are four other loons in the vicinity, all turning around and watching, unaware that there are two other players onside behind them. Yeah. And I'm sick of this. Yeah, it was <laughs> rewatching it today. It was just, I mean, because that whole goal happened obviously on the opposite side from the wonder wall. So I didn't get a really good look at it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really want to watch the replay at, at the game. I think at that point I told Anna, I was like, let's just get the fuck out of here and get home. So to our mm-hmm. kids or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't really get a chance to, to, to watch it again until to later today. And it was just, it was just, you know, for our defense, you know, I think ultimately played fairly well. Um, we can talk about Luciano Acosta a little bit if we want, but that guy, cause that guy was awesome today or yesterday or sorry, Saturday. <clears throat> Yeah, but uh, and he 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 beat our back line several times with with amazing passes. And so but all, all, all in all, three. yeah, all in all, our uh, our defense played pretty well and kept things in check. A, a, a formidable, a, more, a relative like way more formidable FC Cincinnati team than they've had in the past. And that was even without the designated player Brenner, who was um, ruled out, I believe, Friday or so before the match. So he didn't even make the trip to to Minnesota. And, and they still played, you know, they still played pretty well. And then just, uh, again, that one momentary lapse of, of concentration and the ball's in the back of the net. And there's nothing Dane St. Clair can do about that one because ball goes to the right wing. He has to, he has to shuffle to his left to, to take away the, the near post. And then just, there's nothing he can do about it. Have we seen that kit that Dane wore again at this match before? Because it is a, from far away, it is its luxurious, delicious seafoam green color that is superb, and I want one. <laughs> Two questions. No, one question, one statement. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't. I, I would imagine that we've we've worn that one before, but you need to go through and look at some of the team pictures to from the previous games. I would assume that they, maybe they maybe they haven't worn it at home. Maybe they've only worn it on the road. Uh, which would be a very a possibility. So, one more question before I forget. I have ADHD. Okay. Ready? Rolling, right. Zeller. We're rolling. Uh, I'm not. I'm not rolling. Not anyway. I think I'm going to get the night jersey kit thing. It's I tried on for size, and I think what. I want to get one with my like my name on it. I think I think I'm going to get the women's cut, which usually I feel very strongly about getting the authentic. But the women's is so much more flattering. Um, anyway, what do you think, J Money? And then the numbers will be nine implied er two. <laughs> <clears throat> You're not going to try to squeeze one four four zero eight three nine or two on there. Well, uh, nine or two is the fun part. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think you should definitely do that. I, I'm, I, I'm very much pro getting, getting your own name or a nickname or something on jerseys, um, yeah. especially because the players leave teams so often and so quickly. Yeah. I've never that, done that before. So I, I, I think I, I'm going to try it. I think almost all of my jerseys I have, I have, uh, I have two soccer shirts that don't have my name on them. One was it one's an FC St. Pauli shirt <clears throat> that they couldn't, I couldn't get that one customized. Otherwise I would have customized it. And I, but I got my favorite player from uh, St. Pauli, Kishirie, uh, who's a good, super awesome uh, player and good dude. And the other one is, uh, is <clears throat> who we, who we should not speak his name that I, I traded with him way back in the day. So <clears throat> I traded my made my handmade shirt for his actual soccer shirt. So, wow. uh, and then in terms of other, jerseys i think the only other i think i have a couple of i have one baseball jersey that's got a former twin on it uh and then francisco liriano when i got it with his rookie season when he was lights out and then i have two vintage hockey shirts that are a mike madonna white north star shirt or red, green north star shirt and then i have a the 1986 a vintage not this not a, not from 1986 but a replica 1986 vintage uh patrick waugh uh white uh jersey that he wore when they won the stanley cup so it should be Jay Rabbit, not Jay Money for this one. There you go. We talked it out. We talked it through. Okay. MJ. After dark for the, for the night <laughs> kit. After dark for the night kit. <laughs> yep. Any MJ, any other thoughts on this game um, before we jump into our Freddie Adus? No. No. It was just, it was just an all-around and... terrible, terrible game. Uh, <laughs> So let's. So one other point, I should say that I just noticed today, right before the I started we started recording the podcast, is that FC Cincinnati had three players named to the team of the week. Uh, two players and a, and a manager, uh, Luciano Acosta, who I think again well God. deserved. This is the first time they've ever beat us, so like just yeah. pipe down. Roman Celentano, who is the opposite goalkeeper, uh, the goalkeeper for Cincinnati, who also he played really well. Um, he stood on his head as well, and then manager Pat Noonan who has done a really great job turning FC Cincinnati from a laughing stock into just a regular stock. So good for him. All right, MJ, who do you got for, for your Freddie Adu's for this match? If you have my any, good, like if you, if you don't have any, it's Freddy fine. Adu is, is Nico Hansen. Not because I saw him do anything good. Cause I wasn't at the game. I, my, my good reason is Nico Hansen because he got in the game. Now, granted we, we had some, some absences, but you know, whatever he did to get off of Heath's shit list to get in the game, whatever he did, I want to give him credit for that because I think he brings an energy and a pace. And I like seeing him get subbed in. And I hope even after some people come back, he still gets subbed in. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> he also, um, he was actually also made available to the media after the game too. So, and he, uh, he was not happy about losing, losing late as well. So good for, good for him. So. Uh, and who do you got for your shitty Freddie Adu? My shitty Freddie Adu, uh, it has to be the entire back line that wasn't Boxall that didn't realize what was going on. And that, I mean, it, Dane St. Clair and Boxall were left high and dry. So it's like shared between Lawrence Fisher and, and DeBossi. Not great. Um, I will go, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I guess, Dane, just because, yeah, um, obviously, yeah, 
very obviously was amazing. Um, did everything you could to win that game. Uh, for my shitty Freddie Adu, you know, got to go with uh, Abu Dalati. Um, God, he just he does not look comfortable or good out there, and so I'm just not 100 percent sure, except why he keeps getting why he keeps getting starts. So I heard he had a nice ball into Unu, and Unu did not finish. There was he did have that one, but okay. he should have had more. He, yeah, he should have had more. He he doesn't play defense. Which, if you're just that means that just takes away that takes away that entire right side in terms of like attacking options, unless they move the ball down the left and cross it over to Abu on the right as he's finally decides he's going to join the attack. Like the dude, I don't know if I ever saw him come back across the halfway line in that entire game. I'm sure he probably did, but I certainly didn't notice it or anything. So. So yeah, it uh so yeah, for him it's again, I just I, as much as I enjoyed how they played, you know, th- that sort of second half of that co- or that last third of that Colorado game and how they looked the start of the LAFC game before they kind of ran out of gas, he just it's it's both been Bongi, honestly, that's been and Reynoso who have been, you know, the the the, the players there. So yeah, we'll talk about it in the next, you know, in the previews, but I, I'm kind of hoping at some point, probably against Seattle, that we see some sort of um, Fragapane, Reynoso, Bongi um, situation with maybe even Bongi playing in the central and with Reynoso on the right, allowing Reynoso to cut in, but knowing that he can he can make some shit happen on the right. So, uh, all right, Jess, who you got? So my... Bad Freddie Adu goes to Kervin Ariaga. I can't say point to anything specific other than like I just felt like he his play was annoying me all fucking game. <laughs> um like just when he's reaching and zigging and not zagging, and he, you know got injured I think for a minute and then uh I don't know I just wasn't I just kept he was giving me that Gasper uh like come on really (laughs) feeling so he may be my new he may be my new uh whipping boy uh good Freddie Adu goes to Nico Hansen I agree with um MJ not just uh, because, but not just because he was there, but his his explosive kind of energy, like when he gets out there, um, you can really tell a difference between a fresh legs, Nico Hansen and anybody else. All right, Jess, well, let's just jump right in. All Post right. Match, hot or go. not review. Let's go. So hot. The absolutely glorious weather the football gods bestowed upon us this past Saturday. So beautiful, in fact, uh, Twitter rumor has it that it might have been the horniest day of the year. Um, That is not a phenomena or, or cultural touchstone that I celebrate or am familiar with, but I think I get the gist um, because it was that beautiful. So we started there. Rumor has it. (laughs) Then, okay, not hot. 
so not hot. First glaringly ugly thing mine eye befell, bestowed upon me. At the very same time I was focusing my vision on it, my girl Madeline, Mads, was spotting and pointing to the sorry excuse for man bun on that big freaking head of Cincy Defender number four, Nick Haglin. Like seriously, dude, that's just a ponytail that needs to be pulled through your elastic. It's absolutely fucking obnoxious. And this is when we just were early watching him warm up. The girl has an eye. She's got a gift. She's spotting them. I mean, I could not be prouder of these nieces of mine. But even less hot was his actual play on the pitch. His harassment of my loons. Seriously, dude. Not only do I hate your half-assed ponytail, but now I want to cut it off and slap you in the face with it repeatedly. You're obnoxious. Your play was sloppy. It was uh, like desperate and at, at, at points and you drive me crazy and I hope we never meet again. Okay. Me on the spectator, you on the pitch, right? I could say, we. I hope we never meet on the pitch again. You might be a perfectly pleasant person. Okay. Cold as ice. Minnesota United FC, every minute of all 90 and then the four that got tacked on and the end, it was just cold. It just was, there was no jive, there was no rhythm, there was, it just hurt. But let's end on a high note. Hot and handsome. So good to see my bae Nico Hansen. I was uh, screaming extra loud and he was right in front of me, right? Because it was in the second half. I'm on the left. And I was like, I love you, Nico. I'm not trying to distract you. Go. But I love you. And I hope you heard me because Nico Hansen, you may just be the next Ethan Finley. Oh, it's high praise. High praise there. So. It's a great opportunity. Uh, <clears throat> I hope you capitalize this. One other, one of game note that I, I I forgot to mention. Uh, so there was no stoppage time at the end of the first half because that was there were so weird. there was no there was no fouls, there was no substitutes, there was no goals, <clears throat> no cards, nothing. So it actually made perfect sense. Like the only you know actual stoppages of play was throw-ins and goal kicks, and there was nothing that was egregious about that. So you occasionally we'll get one of those mystical games where there's no stoppage time. It's normally either again, something like this, like something weird happens where there's literally no fouls or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no changes or whatever. Um, it's often, it's like when someone's up like seven to nothing um, at the end of the game and, and they just <laughs> right, like, right, right. the other team doesn't need to spend seven minutes in stoppage time, probably adding another goal or two. So, um, so yeah, so it was literally like 94 minutes or 90, I ended up being 96 minutes, I guess, with, with the added stoppage, the added time after they scored that goal in the 93rd minute. So, mm. all right, well, let's move on. We have a, we have a lot of stuff to talk about preview. Um, first off though, Minnesota United FC two played in Chicago against the Chicago fire uh, on Sunday, I believe um, they drew zero zero, but with the new MLS next pro rules, they just went straight to a penalty kick. 
Um, Minnesota United FC won that uh, seven to six with Fred Emmings making apparently a pretty awesome save. I didn't, again, I didn't get to see it. This was mother's day. So I was doing stuff with my, with my kids. So, um, but yeah, apparently there is a Chicago car conspiracy. MJ. Last month when Chicago came to town, their senior team, we remember after we scored three goals, Federico Navarro Mm -hmm. just sliding in and taking out Lude for no good reason other than to try to strategically get us to play worse being up a player didn't work we had already scored our goals you can't take them back and the Chicago Fire were horrible now we get a yellow card not this time by Chicago dose and I just want to know was it planned that Kevin Gucci would get a red too? We, we want to nullify the card conspiracy. We, they're trying to get the advantage by going down a player because they think the loons won't play well up a player. And Kevin Gucci says, no, five minutes later, I'm going to get a red too. Too bad. Even Steven. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's maybe that's a thing. I probably not because that's some eighth dimensional chess there, buddy. So, uh, all right, let's do some other United news. Chase Gasper, uh, after literally like the day after we recorded the podcast, was traded to the LA Galaxy for four hundred fifty thousand in two thousand and twenty three gam. Uh, there's also some uh, unnamed performance metrics. Um, if, if Gasper hits the Galaxy can send up to an additional $300,000 in GAM to the Loons. I will never know really what those uh, performance metrics are, but they are logged with the league. But I guess it's something related to um, playoff performance, game started, things like that. Those are typically what you expect when you get those contracts. And, uh, Gal- and the Galaxy will pay a portion of uh, Gasper's salary for this year with Minnesota taking on the rest. So Minnesota is not getting a ton of uh, cap relief with this, but they are um, sending Gasper to LA. It sounded like, based on the press release and you know some other stuff that we've heard around, that this was a mutual decision. Gasper wanted to get out to LA. Uh, he's got some family and friends out there. That's where he went to his first uh, year or two of uh, college before transferring to Maryland. And I believe he did his rehab st- stint out there. So I think yes. he was really wanted to get out to LA, get out to especially the or at least the West Coast, and so. Um, you know, this would have sucked if it was Minnesota cutting bait on it, but it definitely sounds like this was a mutual, a mutual decision. Gasper had dropped, um, to the, you know, to a backup role for sure with Minnesota, uh, you know, until Kamar Lawrence either got hurt or something. So we do have Debassi who can step over, who can swing in and, and play left back if we absolutely need him to. So we have a little bit of depth at left back. So, uh, good luck to chase, except for when he plays Minnesota, otherwise then fuck off. Yeah, but otherwise, pretty much. But otherwise, uh, hopefully, you know, Chase is always a super, you know, sound, sound like he's a super nice guy. Um, definitely worked hard. We hate he had some deficiencies in his game that we that we pointed out often, but you know, he definitely put in the work and, and was kind of a, a awesome uh, pickup for us in the in the super draft. So good for him. And I think this is a really good deal for Minnesota. I think they, they you know, maximized their their value for him as well. So a uh, couple of announcements from the team socios.com is going to be the official fan loyalty partner of the loons and 25 other MLS teams. Uh, this is some cryptocurrency bullshit stuff. So, you know, it, it was met with the, the 
typical kind of meh and fuck off Minnesota and MLS uh, from the fans as as one would expect with something like this. So so who I believe is like uh, Leo Messi is like one of their main spokespeople. Um, it's it's going to it's a fan loyalty program thing that they're going to do. Uh, and then I, it, I'm guessing eventually will turn into NFTs and uh, all that all that fun stuff. So um, so look be on the lookout for socios and, and MLS trying to steal your money. Don't mm-hmm. let them do it. Uh, speaking of money and free money, they have a fan tokens app where you can become a true influencer. What is more more exciting than that, Dave? That's some MJ on shit right there. Yeah, I, I, so. <laughs> um, speaking of free, uh, e wasting. There's an e waste recycling event on May 14th from noon to 5 p.m. <clears throat> at Allianz Field. Uh, totally free of charge, and if you bring uh, like an electronic or appliance or something to, to have recycled, you'll get a free ticket for the MNUFC 2 match, which is taking place that evening uh, against Houston Dynamo 2 at 5 p.m. So if you have like a computer or a big-ass TV or something to get rid of, um, if you go to the team's website, I believe you can click on it. It has the list of things that you can bring in. Uh, you can't get rid of things like air conditioners or appliances and stuff like that, but like pretty much, you know, any sort of computer-related thing, TV, all that stuff. So if you have anything you need to get rid of um, for free, it's totally free. Like this is, these are hard to find sometimes of, to, where someone will take your electronics and shit mm-hmm. for free. So um, uh, I'll be especially I'll be, if you have a cathode ray tube CRT, like old computer, big ass computer monitor or old CRT TV, get rid of that the proper way. There's yeah. poisonous bad shit in there. And in, in any electronics, there's uh, certain metals that need to be recycled and a bunch of other plastic crap. It it all needs to be taken care of properly. Um, and why should you have to pay for it when you can find a way to get rid of it for free? There you go. <clears throat> uh, speaking of MNUFC2, they signed a couple of um, players, uh, Malik Khan, and uh, they uh, acquired on loan Ignacio Gutierrez. Khan is a 18-year-old um, Trinidad and Tobago international. He's already played for the Trinidad and Tobago uh, national team. I believe he got his first cap when he was 17. Um, so he's got a few caps under his belt. Um, signed to the MLS Next Pro. Um, this is obviously a guy that they want to take a look at, and hopefully, maybe they can make a you know makes the move to the regular MLS team next year, or the year after. The next Molino, possibly. Who knows? He's a lot shorter than Molino, so. Uh, Gutierrez is a 19-year-old on loan from uh, Velos, Velez Sarsfield. Uh, they're number they're two team. <clears throat> Sarsfield, Velez Sarsfield is the uh, team that we that Luis Amaria played for. We required Luis Amaria from so, and they're both teenage uh, five-five midfielders. They're both tiny, so um, so yeah, not quite. Well, I thought be... that was motherfuckers. Okay, yeah, no, no, midfielders. They're midfielders. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes... so. 18 and 19 years old so the whole mj and on slack is just buzzing right now because they're doing a poll this is not an mj stupid poll this is a stupider mj and on poll and they want to know does mark watson enjoy his flights down to argentina so much to visit these argentinian clubs to try to make these deals and what draws him down there more is it the tango lessons is it the the argentinian malbecs or does he just like smoking Paco? Uh, I would add a fourth one that he has like an entire uh, other family down in Argentina. Um, 
<laughs> we have a whole him. separate MJ and on thread for that. Okay. Um, okay. It, well, does, it, I don't, it does I, link into we found some pizza parlors that exist in Buenos Aires and Yeah. Oh, like, I don't go I don't go into that that corner of MJ Chan because that is where uh you like you know your mind explodes. So Couple other of bits and pieces. Bill McGuire, Dr. Bill, did a QA with a friend of the pod, Annie Greeter, um, and managed to bend over backwards and say fucking nothing uh, elegantly. So, mm. haven't checked it out. You can actually, um, it, it's posted on Yahoo. If you're, if you don't want to pay for the Pioneer, get behind the Pioneer Press paywall, it's on, it's on Yahoo. Um, he says absolutely nothing about the development, about the team. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of impressive how, how he, how, how amazingly verbose nothing he is at saying absolutely nothing. So, if this interview were a political debate, and thank goodness it's not, but the moderator would be always telling Bill McGuire, reminder that the question asked was, yeah. please stay on topic. Yes, um, pretty pretty much. Um, and then uh, in some personal news, uh, Kaylin Kyle Harris and he's spouse has blocked me on Twitter. So. Um, this was in really, I think in relation to a conversation. So I, I, I've had some tweets after the game about, you know, Adrian Heath and how fucking terrible he is for this team and all that mm -hmm. Just typical standard post loons, uh, fair. And, um, uh, I believe Christian Fitchett, uh, responded to one basically saying, well, you know, cause I said, as soon as, as soon as the CFO doesn't realize this then you know whatever or something i can't remember i can't remember the exact tweet it's something so sassy it wasn't even that sassy just basically like, like this team is fucked until the until the fo figures out that adrian heath is the problem to which i think uh oh yeah uh, this was christian, recent this was like yeah, this is like yeah like over overnight or whatever because then christian fitchett responded to it yesterday i believe and then um this morning i woke up and i had a notification a kaylin kyle and i didn't get to see the entire tweet because i saw like a preview of it, it was like some about the, like the infatuation that you two have with him or whatever. And then so I clicked on it to look at it. Cause I was like, what? That's weird. Like, cause it didn't look like it was like a, you know, like, you know, you get that, like, you know, those tweets that show up as like, Oh, here's the popular tweets. It was like, it, right. like it was definitely a response. Um, like a quote teeter or something. And then uh, when I went to it, it was, uh, I couldn't access it. And then I figured out like a couple about an hour later, I was like, well, yeah, you should look at that tweet. I went to her profile and then uh, I'm blocked on it. So I'm pretty sure uh, she blocked both Christian Fitcher and me. So, um, uh, cool, wow. I'm I guess. impressed. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, finally, <laughs> the Heaths have nothing but loyalty to each other. Yeah. I know. Apparently. Um, and she's like, a, she works for BN. So she's like a, 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 a sports broadcaster and all that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't even say anything about you or your dumbass fucking husband, or you know, it was like your dumbass <laughs> fucking father. No, she's, she's like listened to half an episode and then she blocked you. Oh, she didn't even. I'm pretty sure she's never listened to a thing of a thing of this thing. Uh, all right, finally, uh, before our break, uh, once a loon, uh, MJ, who we got? Once a loon, Mohammed Saeed continues to get playing time for Trelleborg, and he actually got the second assist of their second goal. This last game, sadly, they lost four two. Cool. I will also throw in that um, former uh, guest of the podcast, um, uh, Jerome Tiesons FC Arau, is uh, currently top of the table um, uh, in their second division. Uh, Tiesons retiring after the year. I don't think he's been playing much these last few matches. Um, 
but they are top of the table. I think they only have like a couple games left. Um, so they have a very good possibility of getting promoted uh, in the Swiss uh, super uh, to the Swiss super league. So um, super awesome for him. I think it'd be fun to win a title on your way out. That's kind of the way to go out if you can. So congrats to, to Jerry, hopefully, you know, once his life calms down a little bit post-retirement, we can get him get back on um, to chat. Cause he's uh, always super fun to talk to. So miss you, Jerry T. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we have some uh, some our own local soccer coverage as well as previews of the upcoming Minnesota United, United matches. And we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and we are back, and Minneapolis City also uh, kicked off their season this weekend. They are doing something interesting, and you know we've been we kind of cursorily follow Minneapolis City. Um, obviously, I'm a season ticket holder. MJ is now working for uh, Soda Soccer, covering the team, but was a former season ticket holder. Are you, are you still a season ticket holder, MJ? I'm still a season ticket holder. Uh, it helps me get into games. Yeah. So uh, if you, uh, there's not a magic press pass that I can show in the. Oh. They just let me in. I'm, Dan, I'm still... Dan doesn't. Dan and Sarah don't let you in to cover the team. I'll have to talk to those guys about that. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> I am glad. I will. If there's one team, I will gladly pay a hundred dollars to go to a bunch of games. I, it, it is their. It is their team. So. All um, right. And for now, I am just focusing on the USL League Two games because I don't know if Jeremy Rushing talked to you or not, but he wisely is making sure I don't get assigned too many things. Um, at once, and I, not, I, I think that's smart. He must listen to the podcast and know and know about what? your multitasking abilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's not let's, a multitasker. Let's briefly talk about the games from this past week. Uh, Wednesday, the UPSL season kicked off, um, which is basically it, it's a you know that's an all Minnesota league, right? MJ, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's all Minnesota teams. Or yes. yeah. Uh, so it's, that's mostly the Minneapolis city futures. That's the, the young kids that they've been, they've been working with and, and had some been pro, doing programming with for the last couple of years now. So they're finally going to get some fruition and be playing some competitive games against other teams and not themselves, which is what it has been, you know, kind of an internal league, but they're actually the, some of the better players are, are getting put together onto a team. Uh, and they beat the Brooklyn Knights one to nothing, uh, on Wednesday. This was at Edo Nelson field. So this is at, at Augsburg admission was free. Uh, the the late goal was scored on a long ball from Nick Kent to Loic Masanvi. The name should be familiar. Loic Masanvi should be uh, familiar just because he scores goals at every level that he plays, including one of the goals against Des Moines Menace at the Open Cup down in Des Moines. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Kent might not be that familiar name, but his older brother Max Kent is a favorite of one of our podcasters. <laughs> Zeller, keep it to yourself. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, on Saturday, <laughs> Minnesota, Minneapolis City went to the Twin Stars and beat them 2 nothing on a uh, couple of goals from um, Minneapolis City players. In the 49th minute, Jacek Nikowski uh, with a corner kick and then there's just mayhem in front of the net. And eventually Cole Schwartz corrals the rebounder deflection and puts it in. 
So that's off to uh, Jacek Nikowski and Cole Schwartz. I met Jacek's dad at, at the game, Christoph. Uh, fun dude, just wonderful and fun dude, former, former player, um, you know, played in the MASL way back in the day. And then in the 83rd minute, uh, Jorge Pacheco with a long ball to who else? Loic Masandi, who then dribbles right past a defender and then continues going horizontal right, right past the goalkeeper. It's awesome. That dude's got uh, three goals in three games uh, to start yeah, the season. Uh, like Pacheco and Masandi, they're both like 18 or 19 years old. So yeah, the future is looking bright for City. And so how City's doing it this year is they're basically have a, a pool. And we talked to Matt Ben Scotten about this. Um, Scotten. Scotten. I always do that. Uh, a, you know, a few months ago when he came on the, on the, on the podcast, and he basically, there's going to be a pool of basically 40 to 45 players that they're going to sort of divvy up each weekend um, between the UPSL, with the UPSL basically being the Futures team, um, with maybe a few Futures players or some other players who need minutes going down there. And then player divvying up players between the MPSL team and then the, the USL2 team, which played on Sunday, Mother's Day, against uh, Dennis, uh, or as they like to be called, Des Moines Menace, but you know we refer to him up here as Dennis the Menace. Uh, like this game, game was at three. It's, it's funny, the, they, the Minneapolis City um, scoreboard operator actually put up Dennis on the scoreboard as opposed to Des Moines <laughs> or DES or anything like that. They put up Dennis, which is fucking... That's what I thought I was up there and I was kind of squinting at it. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, my eyes say it's probably needs to get looked at again. It's been a while since I've had an eye exam. It's like, this is just, that's just D E S, you know, M E N. And I was like, Nope, that's fucking Dennis. So at least I can see across the field. Uh, so yeah, so they do go down. Um, I actually brought both of my kids to this game. It was, it was very fun uh, to hang out with all the, the citizens and all the, um, all the players. I believe they announced the, um attendance for this game was like something like almost 700 like 684 or something like that uh minnesota's or sorry minneapolis city lost two to nothing to a des moines menace team that was down a down a man actually down their goalie after he made a uh ridiculous ridiculous tackle on a minneapolis city player um it was a dog so so um denial of clear goal scoring opportunity des moines yeah. is is the is the reigning the reigning champions uh, the reigning national champions actually as well. So they're, they're very good and they've had a long-standing team. So MJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about this game since you were up and not drinking like I was. So. Correct. Uh, I was not drinking. I was in the press box and. To be fair, I had my kids. I only had like two beers, but just F yeah. I was also chasing up. No one's catching you, well. Zeller. You're yeah. safe here. You're, you're, you're in the supporter section. Why, why wouldn't you be drinking? It's, yeah. Well, but yeah, I also, yeah. Anyways. Be a responsible just, just father. Po- just pointing out there for yeah, just, I am a responsible father. So, anyways, yeah, tell me, tell us a little bit about uh, about these goals and stuff. After a brouhaha, where basically our captain Adrian Driscoll fouls one of their players, uh, I believe his name is Fernando Garcia. You know, the ref plays continuation, plays advantage, and the play continues, and then he whistles it because he thinks like. The ball is getting caught in some people's feet, but there's a menace player who just keeps taking the ball post whistle and then just nails it right into a crow defender, Tyler David, um, who who is uh, back in Minnesota after a stint with Union Omaha last year. Uh, Tyler David just you know 
has obviously bends over in pain and then he gets up and pushes the the menace player now no cards happened out of that but the free kick that happened after that their captain uh number 10 Kylie the riley sorry riley craft um just nails a, a really beautiful shot and it, it it takes a nice bounce but uh yeah sanchez after having a a really good game and made some good saves uh lets that first goal in and then uh the second goal uh city pull uh a loons and even though they were up a player allow menace in to to score a, a weak-sided goal yeah <clears throat> that is you know playing Des Moines is gonna be probably the you know based on what we know sort of about the league is the, is the toughest game on the schedule whether it's home or away so um hopefully you know we have some uh better results in the future I don't think we should you know read too much into results that they've even though they lost to Des Moines twice their first two games um <clears throat> they maple city has been in both of those games they were in that open cup game down in in uh in uh, des moines and they were definitely in this game despite the scoreline flattering um flattering des moines so i mean and, what does meatloaf say two out of three ain't bad <laughs> we got and we get two more against uh des moines this year so one down in one down in des moines i think one more up here in, in minneapolis and uh, minneapolis at uh augsburg so if you want to check out City this weekend, they play both teams. The USL2 team and the NPSL team are both away, unfortunately. Uh, USL2 is at Peoria City. Uh, NPSL is up at Duluth at the public school stadium. Uh, if you want to get to Duluth, it's uh, that we went up there last year for the Duluth-Minneapolis City game. It was fun. That was the game that Duluth was winning, I think, one to nothing or at halftime. And then it, got, it started pouring rain. And, you know, rain ended about five minutes after halftime and then Minneapolis city proceeded to score like six goals in a row. Um, that was a, a fun match. Uh, so if you want to get up to Duluth for Minneapolis city, you can do definitely, definitely do that. Otherwise I believe they're having watch parties for, for these games for one of them at yeah. least. Yeah. I assume there'll be watch parties uh, for the way games. I don't know if they have to choose between just one of them. Cause they're around the same time. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. I think one's at, so six I don't know at seven. Which so. one will take precedence, but probably the USL two game it, would be, yeah but you know this that Duluth has always tried to schedule the Minneapolis City away game on a Wednesday or Tuesday because they don't like our fans coming up for Duluth weekend mm -hmm. the sites and the breweries and the barbecue or whatever and and then just out cheering their their support section. so this is a rare moment guys this is a rare moment on a, on a Saturday to you know Plan a, a, a nice trip to the North Shore, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to the opera. <laughs> no, literally, uh, I'm going to see Carmen oh. on the 14th. Excellent. Yeah. I believe last year it was a Tuesday, but we were going to um, we were going to Ashland, Wisconsin the following day. And so we convinced my mother-in-law to come up with us and like because she was also her she was coming with her you know her kids and stuff we convinced her to come up early and we got a hotel room and we left her the kids with her while me and anna went to the game and then um and you hung out and all that so it was, it was a fun time so if you, if you get up to duluth it, it is fun that the fans up there it's it's really it's truly a rivalry with with minneapolis city and the, and the fans are, are good people too so for the most part uh all right minnesota aurora um players started arriving today for the first day of training 
Uh, there's been some Instagram videos and things like that of, of like Sarah Fuller and some of the of the other players practicing. So um, that season is only a couple weeks away uh, on the, I believe it's the 26th. So less than two weeks or yeah, about a little over two weeks away from kicking off down in Egan. So definitely, you know, get ready for Minnesota Aurora. All right. Shall we talk about our upcoming matches? Yes. All right. We have the open cup match coming up this Wednesday uh, versus Colorado. Uh, I said Wednesday at 7 PM at Allianz field. And then on Sunday, we go to Seattle to play the Seattle Sounders at 3 PM. Our time. Uh, the open cup game will be on ESPN plus. If you are not able to make it, it's not included in your ticket package. So if you are, if you're looking for the ticket, you can't find it. You have to pay for this one. Um, I imagine there'll be tickets available day of the game. If you want to go, <clears throat> Uh, I unfortunately have a, a my own soccer game at 6:15 over at Concordia, so I'll probably be watching the, the I'll probably get there about 15 20 minutes into the game, and I'll be watching over at the Blackheart. <clears throat> and then Seattle Sounders game on Sunday is against is on ESPN. So if you want to check that one out, it is on uh, ESPN Network and not not Bally Sports North. So um, we've both we've played both of these teams already this year, so I don't really know. I think we should maybe talk more about, we don't need to highlight players or anything like other than um, Nuhu and Joe Paolo, Joe Paolo are out for Seattle. They've oh. uh, suffered injuries uh, in the uh, CCL final, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but in terms of Colorado, I think everybody's pretty healthy. They did trade Shinyashiki very recently, uh, Andre Shinyashiki to Charlotte. So he's not available for the roster. They did acquire um, uh, what's his nuts. The, uh, Oh, why am I blanking on his name now? <clears throat> U.S. striker uh, Jossie Zardes, Jossie Zardes, who is actually cap tied to Columbus for the U.S. Open Cup, so he can't play against us on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so I guess maybe that, that could, might be to their strength, though. It, it possibly, possibly should be. Yeah. Um, Recent. All I have to say about Colorado is they recently lost to San Jose. And I'm sorry, but like Coach Frazier, I expect your players against San Jose not to lose one nothing and look like mummies out there. Yeah. So Seattle, um so yeah, I'm so it'd be interesting to see what, what the Rapids do in terms of a uh a roster for this game. I would imagine that they'll um that they won't do a ton of uh, turnover. Um, it, it, the, the bigger question, maybe and more important question for us is what do we think Minnesota United will run out? We think, um, I think Tyler Miller will get the starting goal. Obviously I, I with the international spots um, being limited for us open cup rosters, I think. Uh, and Dane St. Clair as a Canadian technically counts as international spot in regards to the open cup for sure. Um, I think Tyler Miller gets a start. I think we, I think Brent Coleman, probably gets a start in place of yeah. uh, Bakai Debasi. Um, Fisher and Lawrence are probably your best bets there. Uh, although I could see Kim Miguchi possibly getting a start. Yeah, his in this his red card for the, for those loons does not contribute, does not affect open cup. Right. 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 So, um, and then we saw Unu start against Madison. Uh, I think he probably gets a start again um, against Colorado and then probably sits against Seattle. And yeah, I don't know. The, it's, it'll be interesting. Um, I would love if they ran like uh, Bonky on the left and, and Nico Hansen on the right. 
just for funsies. Yeah, Nico Hansen. Um, you could. It's possible we could see someone like Justin McMaster in place for. Oh, for Ray. I would, oh, oh, with Ray, yeah. with Ray being on the bench, so coming in if, if you know if needed. Um, if Roy Hayes or ACL Jackson play plays center mid, uh, center attacking mid, and we got McMaster and, and Nico Hansen out there. I will. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna orgasm, but that that's gonna be a, a huge like joyful moment just to see them on the starting lineup. Yeah. And then, you know, with Seattle on Sunday, that's playing at Lumen Field. So that is turf. Uh, so you got to take that in consideration. If there's players that you want to get 90 minutes out of 90 minutes against Colorado on home, you know, home turf on home field, home grass makes a lot more sense than 90 minutes out in Seattle in the sun and 3 p.m. on a Sunday. So there's lots of juggling for Adrian Heath to do this week. Um, you know, he definitely he did some. He did. He did make quite a few changes when they played Madison, but again, that is Madison. That's a, a USL League One team. Um, this is Colorado. This is a team that we've we've you know we've had our ups and downs against. Obviously, we beat them earlier this year. They're they're kind of on a. Um, they're not doing great this year. They're they're behind us right now uh, in the uh, in the league, I believe by two points. Um, they're at twelve points and we're at fourteen points. But they would like you know they would like to make a run. It's just not matter how much does Minnesota want to make a run because I believe if they win this game, they will get the winner of Omaha, uh, Union Omaha and the uh, Northern Colorado hailstorm or whatever the fuck they're I called. Don't think that's, I don't think that's guaranteed because they might have to reshuffle the, the geographies after they see who wins, but it's highly likely. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, them they, and, and not sporks. We were the four teams that were in that pod, so I, yeah, I would yeah. imagine. But I mean, yes, I guess maybe there's there's an un, a non-distinct possibility. But I mean, so if you win this game, and you know, you you think that that's the possibility, that's a you know, you have a, a pretty good grasp at the you know the last. Is that would that be the quarterfinals then? I think the the final eight, if they win these next two games in the Open Cup. So, and Minnesota again made a run in this competition a couple of years ago, um, and lost in that final to Atlanta. I think he's be- gonna go into this one squeezing his anus the exact opposite of the way he went into Madison. I think Madison, he was probably confident to overconfident uh, on the confidence range. And so he did play people he wouldn't normally necessarily play like Nico Hansen, people from that are now primarily playing for MNUFC too. I think the knowing our record with the Krabbids, right? Which is back and forth. It's always feels like an exhausting game to me um, when we play them. I wish he would keep some of his flexibility, but I think his butt's just puckered, especially coming off that horrible Cincinnati cyclone of chaos and yeah. Yeah, we shall see. Um, it'll be nice. I th- yeah, I think you're right, MJ. I think probably Hansen gets a start, uh, especially since Donati's been so bad. Um, and yeah, I, I would imagine we'll get, we'll probably get three or four changes. Like I said, Coleman, Tyler Miller probably make a ton of sense in terms of the defensive changes. Uh, Hansen makes a great sense as a sort of a more offensive change. And then Rosales probably starts in the center midfield. Yeah, you. I mean, you can't have you can't have Rosales and Ariaga. It have to be Trap and one of them. Or I guess if you want to start, 
another a, a dose loons player or something yeah. um you could potentially do that as well so it'll be nice i think we'll i think we'll get some and this is i mean that uh pacheco the uh the young uh youngish kid from mnufc2 has been playing really well maybe he gets to start in the open cup yeah diogo um, like he's the real yeah deal. So, you know, maybe he gets a run out there. So I think we see three or four, probably closer to four changes, um, you know, with maybe Ray on the bench, uh, but, but willing to able, able to come on at, at halftime if, you know, if we're, if it's zero, zero, or we're down one and need, need a spark or something. So, mm-hmm. all right. So who do we think wins uh, Wednesday against Colorado? Man, I, I picked us to win against Cincy and you saw what happened. I think I did too. So I don't remember. I, I, I want to change. I think I picked a loss actually because I was I I think I went against you guys on that one. So I I want to change Minnesota's mojo. So does that mean I have to pick them to lose? I mean, sounds like it might. I mean, I I think they'll win. They're at home. Chicago or uh, Colorado's not playing well. Um, don't be a fucking coward. Yeah. So I I say Minnesota wins. Uh. Two to one. Okay. Jess? Well, I'm going to just prove once and for all how big my cojones are and step up to the plate. Take this one for the team. I'm going to predict a loss to nothing. All right. And that's to change the mojo. Bam. I I think it's a one-one draw that Minnesota wins on penalties. Because you have to have a winner in this round, in this tournament. Oh, so. you do. Yeah, so I think it's a one-one draw, but Minnesota prevails four-three on penalty kicks. All right. I like that story. I like the narrative. Very quickly, the Seattle Sounders. Again, we just we played these guys just a few weeks ago. Um, they just won the CCL uh, championship. As I mentioned Woo! before, Nuhu and Joao Paulo are out. Uh, two very very important players for Joao Paulo, probably the best Seattle player. Um, I guess you could Rui Diaz and, and Nico Ladero have leather face, have some, uh, you know, yeah. shouts at that. But I think Joao Paulo has been their most complete player, at least for the last few years. In terms of like club legends, Nico Ladero and Rui Diaz are definitely up there. I and always then, say Ozzy's the best six in MLS, and you always have to correct me. And then I always <laughs> have to resign and say, oh, yeah, you're right. Joao Paulo is the best six in MLS. Yeah. And then uh, Nuhu, who has been uh, just a rock for, for Seattle. Uh, Snuffed out Mo Salah during the um, Afcon tournament. Um, just put him in his back pocket. So he's been he's been a very impressive player for Seattle the last big dude uh, eighteen months too. And yeah, he's out. So they're both out. So Seattle lost on the weekend to I believe FC Dallas, but they had a heavily, a heavily rotated squad. Heavily rotated squad. They play this weekend or this play um, uh, in the Open Cup this week as well. And they play on I believe they play on uh wednesday i'm just gonna look up quickly who they are playing um because it really kind of depends if they're gonna you know if they'll continue keeping that rotated squad for their match on wednesday uh, or if they uh will go go bring that squad back give them some run out oh they play san jose uh, at home so that should be pretty easy i don't think they have to worry too much they could play most of their b team probably and beat san jose so um, so I, I guess I would expect to see a pretty, uh, relatively full, uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle Sounders squad, um, against us on Sunday. And so I guess in this game, you know, any, any major changes that you make from how we've been playing, how we think we're going to play on Wednesday against Colorado, I guess, I think, obviously I think Dane's back in the, in goal, 
um, Dubasi or Calm or Dubasi or Boxo, whomever gets the uh, gets the rest on Wednesday, is back in for for Kalman. Um, I think we're definitely we're not playing we're not starting Nico Hansen or a McMaster no. or Jacory Hayes against against Seattle. So it's whether no. it's it's a question of whether we go back to uh, Frank Payne and um, and Robin Lude on the left with Amari up top, or do we continue what has you know again the experiment has been working short bursts of time and then it stops working. And so it's whether or not Adrian Heath can figure out the right, you know, alchemy between, you know, plan A and plan B. It's plan A has not been working. Plan B has been working, but then you know, he, then he started plan B and then he, he made, you know, and then he made plan B plan A and yeah. that doesn't work. And then he made, yeah. And, but he, but we don't have, we don't have, I mean, we have like for likes on the bench. We just, he just refuses to play them. We have fast guys who can press on the bench, AKA Nico Hansen, right? <laughs> Corey Hayes, uh, just McMaster. McMaster, but he refuses to play them. He just insists on switch, like completely switching the plan, you know, not fair, completely he, switching the plan, but switching he, the plan. He enough. In, he, he brought in Hansen last game. So I I'm hopeful that he's maybe learned something positive from that. I think it really, I think it really depends on what we see on Wednesday. If we see, um, Bongi and Dunlady again, you know, with uh, presumably yeah. Lude up top or, or even Unu, then it, it's probably much more likely, um, especially if we don't get a good result that we go back to, you know, what his original plan A was with uh, Frank Payne and Amari. Although Frank Payne has just, has not been, he's been terrible this year so far. Um, and Amari. Yeah, he's like, uh, I can hear him in my head. He's, ah, putain. Yeah. I, and I, I, you know, like, mm-hmm. like we pissed him off or something. Someone offended and, him and he stopped playing well. I'm and yeah. And Amaria outside of the two goals that he scored early in the season has been basically non-existent for, for this team mm-hmm. um, refuses to uh, refuses to spread defenders, refuses to try and get behind defenders um, is definitely trying to do more facilitating than he is actual like scoring fucking goals, which is, you know, his job. So um, so I, I think that's my kind of my prediction is that if, you know, if we don't get a good result against Colorado, we don't go out and score, you know, say two or three or four goals, then we're going to go right back to what wasn't working, uh, the previous like five right. games or whatever. Yep. So, yep. um, out with the new and with the old, <laughs> do you guys, either of you have any other thoughts on, on the Seattle game, what, 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 what we should expect or what we might expect? I don't know. I, f- I feel like I feel like we've been up and we've been down and we've been up again and now we're down again already this season. And it's anybody's guess. Will they lift our spirits again and uh, build our hope? Tune in next week for the Daves. I know. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's put our let's put our balls on the table. Um, I think this is a. I think this is a, a very boring one-one draw in in Seattle on Sunday. I think uh, we lose uh, three to one because Ladero and Rui Diaz are going to run all over our back line. Fair point. I I say Minnesota wins two one. All right, there you go. That's our predictions for the week. All right, are let's you guys wrap going up. to watch that at Blackheart? Uh, yes, that is the plan. 
3 p.m. is the kickoff. 3 p.m. Sunday, is it? Yep, Sunday mm-hmm. on ESPN. Yep. So 3 p.m. Central. Yes. Okay. 3 p.m. our time. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's finish up with uh, some world stuff that we've been following. The CCL, as I mentioned, finished up last week on Wednesday. Uh, Seattle beat Pumas three to nothing. Uh, so that game was five two on aggregate. Uh, it was pretty much not close the entire time. Pumas had a couple of good opportunities early on. I watched this game after soccer last week as well, and um, you know, a couple of good opportunities, but really couldn't find anything. And then once Seattle put one goal in, it was just a matter of time. Uh, friend of the pod. Rob Pedersen was actually at this game. If he, uh, if you get a chance, he's on the Minnesota football show this past weekend talking about it. So he has some, you know, cool stories from, from the match. Uh, New UEFA champions league, Real Madrid beat man city three to one in, uh, in Madrid to go to win six, five on aggregate. This was a bonkers fucking game. Madrid was up one, nothing uh, on, on man city deep, deep, deep into the end of the match. Uh, the 89th minute, Rodrigo. So Man City was up. Man City was up one nothing. Uh, yeah, so five five three basically on aggregate. And a two goal aggregate lead. Yeah, two goal aggregate lead in the 89th minute. Rodrigo, not the Minnesota Football Show Rodrigo, but a different Rodrigo. Uh, scores, with a, y. scores an amazing goal. Um, and then not a hundred seconds later, uh, Rodrigo gets another goal to make it two to one Real Madrid, which sends the game into extra time. And then Kareem Benzema does what Kareem Benzema does. He draws a foul, um, finishes the penalty. Uh, he scored an amazing panenka the, uh, last week we talked about. I love um, that word. Yeah, this is just a regular straight up, you know, uh, kick-ass penalty. Um, and Madrid wins 3-1 to one and wins the tie 6-5 on aggregate. Uh, the other semifinal, Liverpool um, went down to Villarreal 2 to nothing early in the game. Uh, in the third minute, actually, they went down one nothing, and then about uh, twenty minutes later, Villarreal scored their second goal, and went into halftime two two or two nothing to Villarreal two two on aggregate. Uh, and Liverpool, though, basically decided, you know, fuck this shit. What are we doing? Um, they proceeded to go out and score three goals in twelve minutes to win their their semifinal tie five two on aggregate. That means Liverpool and Real Madrid meet in the UEFA Champions League final uh, on May twenty eighth in Paris. At 2 p.m., I believe this is the third Liverpool Real Madrid FA, uh, Champions League or European European Cup final. Um, the last one was uh, four, three, three years ago, four years, four years ago. The 17, yeah, the 17 18 final uh, when Sergio Ramos did bastard Sergio Ramos things and hurt Mosala's shoulder, um, gave uh, Loris Carius a concussion. Gareth Bale had an amazing uh, overhead bike kick uh, and Real Madrid won. Um, I believe it was like three to one was the final score in that one. This game should be different. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti knows Liverpool. Um, Liverpool are a much better team than that 17-18 team. So May 28th in, in Paris. Real Madrid PM. doesn't have Sergio Ramos. Real, and they do not have Sergio Ramos. They still have Gareth Bale, technically, I guess. He's on their, well, he's on their roster. Like, like Pepe... And Sergio Ramos, the, the the two roots, can we just say? Yeah, I fucking that like hate to Sergio. just injure people. They're not hate, on that squad. I fucking hate Sergio Ramos, man. But they have Kareem Benzema, who's like has got. I believe I was reading the stat. He's got 15 goals in the Champions League this year. He's 10, really good. Ten in the knockout rounds. He's really good at scoring goals, David. Yes, yes, he is. So I'm I'm very I mean, excited about I'm very excited about it. He's probably better at scoring goals than Virgil van Dijk is at preventing goals. I'm just saying. 
I would uh, hard disagree on that one, bud. But uh, yeah, so I'll be watching that at the Blackheart on May 28th. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. That's that Saturday Memorial Memorial weekend. So uh, other world stuff, FA Cup final, Liverpool and Chelsea. Uh, that's taking place this uh, coming Saturday at 1045 on ESPN+. Plus. Is that at Wembley? That is also at Wembley. Yep. Um, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be the second final uh, in, in the, in the last four months or three months that Liverpool and Chelsea have played. They played a Carabao cup final uh, back in, I believe April or no March. So um, this would be Liverpool's second piece of hardware. If they can get it, that champions league trophy would be the third. Uh, they probably are not going to get the quad. Um, they dropped points to Spurs at home over the weekend in man city beat the shit out of, of Newcastle. So, Newcastle, yeah. um, and yeah, it sounds like, like old castle and it sounds like Everton's not going to get, it looks like Everton's not going to get relegated. MJ, they played really well this weekend as well. So second win in, in a row. Uh, last week they beat Chelsea this week. They beat Leicester away um, or Leicester in Leicester. Um, so you're going to avoid the drop at the expense of Jesse, Jesse Marsh. So yeah, it looks that way. I feel bad for the American manager at Leeds uh, only slightly. Like well, I feel, I mean, because if 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 Leeds fires Jesse Marsh, what are the chances that we get Jesse Marsh coming back to MLS and, and coaching the Loons? It's um, zero. It's zero. But 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 I mean, there's there's, <laughs> there's a chance. There's 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 maybe a five percent chance that that there's would a, happen. It's maybe, not it's not zero. Maybe it's, not, it's not zero percent. Maybe more than zero. Maybe slightly more than zero chance. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Uh, and then Women's Super League had its uh, its last week. It wrapped up the season, MJ. And uh, they're, they're, this is a um, hell of a barn burner season between Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, but who eked it out? A tight race. Uh, Arsenal scored two goals on West Ham. If you haven't seen the the Miedema through ball to Blacksteinius, it is a thing of beauty. Um, they're just a great through ball and a, and a great uh, far post uh, shot by Black Stenius. They Arsenal win, which puts them at 55 points. Meanwhile, uh, Chelsea is at 53 points. So they're two points ahead of Chelsea and the, Chelsea is playing Manchester United and Manchester United takes a one nil lead and a two to one lead on Chelsea in Chelsea. And it's looking like Arsenal might win the league. And then at halftime, I forget the name of the, the manager, but she's great for Chelsea. Brings on Ji So Yoon, one of the best Korean midfielders that you can bring on. She has an immediate effect with some great through balls. And Sam Kerr just goes off. And Chelsea win 4-2. to two. And so Chelsea sit at 56 points, Arsenal at 55 points. That close. So close. All right. And Liverpool will be joining uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man U, West Ham, Everton next year. So Everton, Everton drew 1-1 away against a better team, and they did not get relegated. So, like, 10th out of 12th place ain't bad. <laughs> All right. So, so, it's, so you're saying it's going to be a relegation battle between uh, Everton and Liverpool next year. So. Yeah. Like, if we're both in the bottom half of the table, like – that, that Merseyside Derby is just going to be that much sweeter or more bitter. I don't know. All right. Uh, all right. Well, that ends the podcast. Uh, again, please rate review wherever you get the podcast. Uh, Patreon.com. 
What's that? Important update. Okay. I ordered the jersey. Yeah. Woo! All right. Nine or two. Done. Nine or two. Okay. Well, as soon as you get it, make sure you take pictures. We'll post them on the the Dave's I know. Oh, Instagram. I will be. Uh, we don't have an Instagram. Don't you worry. At uh, Twitter at TDIKMNs. That's where you'll be able to find pictures of Jess in her new uh, night kit, uh, customized what? night kit. You can find me That's at Texas Zeller. What Zeller. do you think? <laughs> uh, MJ Just after at- dark. MJ Matsui. And yeah, maybe after dark, you can find Jess in those night kid pictures at Jessica 1440839 All right. We have been the Dave's You Know. This is the Dave's I Now. Talk to you all soon. To try and work it out, because we both know we can't do nothing at all. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, 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 y